welcome to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Adele King, certified nutritionist and holistic women's health expert. Here, we'll cover all topics related to nutrition, women's health, hormones, self-development, and personal growth. I'm here to guide you on your journey to balancing your hormones, loving your menstruation, cycle syncing, and living your best life. Now let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. I originally had a message from a lovely person named Abby who reached out to me to ask to do this topic, and I was absolutely honored to share some tips and tricks on how to advocate for yourself at the doctor's office. So I also reached out to some of my followers on Instagram and just put it out on my stories and asked for advice that you guys found helpful when advocating for yourself at the doctor's office as well. So I've collected about 15 points of messages from Instagram, from different tips and tricks from different websites on the internet, and also some that I have found my clients find helpful and some that I have found helpful as well. So I hope that this episode really helps you if you're listening and you maybe need to go to the doctors, but you're struggling to advocate for yourself. You don't know what to say or what to do or the steps and the processes. I hope that this episode makes you feel a bit more confident next time you go to your doctor's office. So of course we know it's important to see your doctor for regular checkups or if something seems out of the ordinary, but for a lot of people, especially what I've found is in women and especially BIPOC individuals as well, which is Black, Indigenous, and people of color, it's just a little bit more difficult to feel seen and heard. So many people face barriers in getting the treatment that they actually need And a lot of people have reported feeling discriminated against in healthcare settings for a number of reasons, like their race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, age, income status, language, accent, weight, and a health or disability status. So with that being said, some people just need to work extra hard to have their concerns taken seriously, which is very unfortunate. But hopefully some of the tips today help you feel more seen and heard at your next doctor's appointment. So I'll just use a couple examples. For instance, in my practice, I see a lot of women and people with periods who struggle a lot with the side effects from the birth control pills or IUDs and are not taken seriously when they present their concerns to their doctor. Another example is with different women's health issues like endometriosis, which can take a while to properly diagnose, averaging anywhere from six to 10 years. And this happens for a few reasons, including symptoms being dismissed or just noted as, oh, you just have bad periods. You just have PMS. You're fine. This is especially true for a lot of younger women and people with periods. So this is also very similar for PCOS as well and fibroids and a number of women's health issues. It's very unfortunate. It happens a lot. And I see this a lot in my practice. So self-advocacy is crucial. Letting your doctor know that you have a human right to equal treatment and care is essential when going to your doctor's office or any type of physician's office or healthcare practitioner. 
This is also important for taking an active role in your health journey, giving you more confidence that you'll get the care that you need and boost your satisfaction with the whole experience. So with these tips that I'll start listing below, hopefully you have a much better experience if you haven't had the best experiences in the past with doctors and healthcare providers. So with all that being said, here are some tips to help advocate for yourself at your next appointment. Number one, first and foremost, when I asked everybody on Instagram, this was the number one response is to do research, do research ahead of time, educate yourself, do the research on possible conditions, basically research everything, research the doctor, research your suspected condition, possible treatment options, supplements, medications, creams, testing, blood work, research everything possible to help you feel more comfortable. One, understanding maybe some of the medical language, possible treatment options, knowing your options, researching your doctor. So maybe you prefer a female doctor who understands, let's say, PMDD pain. Maybe you need a trans-friendly physician. Research what's going on with your symptoms, what tests you feel you may need so that you can make sure that it gets ordered. Obviously, a special note with this, Googling your symptoms can send you down a rabbit hole, but educate yourself and ask questions beforehand so you feel a bit more confident, especially when you're asking questions in the doctor's office. Just do your research so you feel a bit more comfortable. Number two, make a list of issues you want to cover at the appointment and questions you'd like answered, including the main reason for your visit. So I personally love using the notes app on my phone and just writing every single symptom down that I've experienced, the date, the time I've experienced, along with any other relevant information. For instance, I can use myself as an example. So with my period pain and history of cysts and recently was diagnosed with a fibroid and a polycystic ovary. So I just went to the doctors a couple of weeks ago and got this diagnosis, finally got an ultrasound, got some blood work. So it's definitely a combo of a good doctor, but also being educated as well. So what I did is I wrote down the pain and which day in the cycle it was. So... For instance, if it was on day 14, that's nowhere near my period. So then, you know, the doctor has more information that, okay, maybe this isn't PMS and why is she experiencing pain not around her period? So knowing, you know, cycle info, different things like that, or if there's any other factors that may affect it and why it's getting worse, you know, for me, it was when I'm stressed or when I'm eating sugar, that definitely makes it worse. So the more information you can give your healthcare provider, the better. Make a list of all your questions and concerns, even if they can seem silly, it can all be related and you may just not know. For instance, endometriosis can cause shoulder pain and gut health issues can affect ADHD, mental health, brain health. So even if you think it's not related, it very well may be. So there's no harm in writing it all down, giving all the information to the doctor and letting them really support you. So to sum it all up, write everything down, write down all the data collection, date, time, symptoms, frequency, etc. Write it all down, make a list, ask questions, put it in your notes app. Number three, ask someone to come with you. So you may feel so much more comfortable having someone around who can help advocate for you as well. 
We see this a lot when it comes to birth and writing out a birth plan. It's important to have someone who you trust, who can advocate for you, especially if you're in a vulnerable place. You have the right to be treated with respect and care. And sometimes having someone there who can help vouch for you and your pain and your symptoms can help you to feel really supported. Number four, avoid downplaying the severity of your symptoms. I know a lot of people listening probably need to hear this. I've definitely done this and it doesn't do anyone any favors. When I needed to have surgery for my ruptured ovarian cyst, I lied at Emerge and I said that my pain was a six when it was definitely more like a 12. So I didn't want to be bothersome for others who needed the attention more than I did. But when I started throwing up in the emergency room from the pain, I eventually had to admit that my pain was much worse. And then I finally got help when I said, okay, I lied. My pain is not a six. I'm very much in pain. Then I got the help that I needed. So don't lie about your pain. Don't lie about your symptoms. If our, if your symptoms are causing you to miss work or school or anything else, if you're doubled over in pain, if you feel like something's not right, don't lie. Don't downplay the severity of your symptoms. Really be truthful. Be honest with yourself. Number five, don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask your healthcare provider questions, especially when you don't understand something that they've said or they've done. Asking questions will help you to play an active role in your health and advocating for yourself. If you don't understand something, ask. The worst feeling is leaving an appointment without feeling like you understood everything. If there's something you don't understand, just ask. There's no harm. You'll feel better. They will feel better. You'll feel much better asking and having the answers than leaving without the answers that you wish you would have asked. It helps the doctor. It helps yourself. It basically helps everybody. So if you have questions, just ask. Number six, trust yourself and listen to your body. Going along with the point above, it can be easy to just nod your head the whole appointment going along with everything that they're saying, but trust yourself and ask questions. If you don't understand something, if they're using medical terminology, you know, just just ask. I think it's important to always listen to your body because no one knows it better than you do. So if you really believe that something is wrong, do not stop seeking answers until you know what the problem is, how to treat it, how to fix it, how to feel better. Your doctor and other healthcare professionals are so knowledgeable and so great, but you need to do your part as well. You need to explain yourself well and make them understand what and how you are feeling so they can treat you properly. So listen to your body. If you have a very specific pain at a very specific part on your skull, let them know. If you have a pinky toe issue, let them know. If your elbow is bothering you or somewhere in your stomach or your ovaries or wherever, or you know, if you have a lump in your breast and you're just ignoring it saying, oh, it's probably just a cyst and things like that, trust yourself if you feel like something's off, get it checked out. Explain everything to your doctor and your healthcare professional. Let them in on how you're feeling so that they can essentially do their job and treat you properly. If they don't have all the information, you're just going to be going in circles like a snake chasing its own tail. So explain to yourself, which helps them understand better, which then helps them treat you better. Number seven, 
take notes. Again, I love using the notes app on my phone to make tons and tons of notes with all my questions and different things like that. This also goes along with asking questions and a bunch of the other points that I made above. Again, I'll use myself as an example. So for instance, if your doctor says you have a fibroid, like I was recently diagnosed with, what size is it? Where is it located? How does this get treated? What are the next steps? What blood work do I need to do? Et cetera, et cetera. And I basically use the app on my phone. You could use good old pen and paper as well to just jot down all this information. Another example would be if they recommend supplements or medications, ask questions about it. What brand is best? What dosage do you recommend? Do I take this in the morning? Will this interact with anything else I'm taking? Etc. Etc. Number eight, don't be afraid to get a new doctor. If your doctor dismisses your concerns, gives you a speedy rundown of potential issues, then go to a new doctor. If you don't like the way that you're being treated, go to a new doctor. If your family doctor is not serving you and you need someone who understands and supports you, then ask around. Similar as in uh, point one, maybe you need someone who is trans-friendly. Maybe you feel more comfortable with someone who speaks your native language. Maybe you need someone who isn't going to trigger your eating disorder by asking you to step on a scale. So if you're not comfortable with that doctor find a new one. You have that right and you deserve to be treated with respect and proper care. Number nine, don't settle for any treatment that you are not comfortable with. So remember, the doctor's job is to take care of you and serve you, not the other way around. So the doctor works for you. Don't be shy or afraid to speak up. Do it firmly, but kindly. Your goal is to work together as a team to get to the root of your symptoms or come up with a care plan that works for you and is possible within your provider's skill set. That will only happen if you're both communicating with each other, you have a good rapport, a good back and forth. You are important in this situation and always don't forget it. So definitely don't settle for treatment that you are not comfortable with. You deserve proper care. Number 10, Ask your doctor for copies or scans of any test results, even if they come back negative. You never know. It may be helpful to digest the information after the appointment. It may be helpful to have if you're seeing other healthcare providers or another doctor who specializes in specific conditions. So just to have copies is always a good idea, even if they're negative. Number 11, know your patient rights. It is important to know your rights. This may vary depending on where you live as well. So I would suggest just doing a quick Google of your patient rights so you know beforehand. This can be very helpful when you're advocating for yourself so you understand your rights as a person in the doctor's office. A few could be that you have the right to medical equipment that is the right size for your body. You have the right to ask questions. You have the right to request tests and referrals that you want. You have the right to get an interpreter. You have the right to a second opinion. You have the right to be treated with dignity and respect. And there's a few more there. So I would suggest Googling this and just knowing ahead of time what you have the right to. Number 12, write down the outcome that you want to achieve at the appointment. So this will be helpful when asking questions and advocating for yourself during the appointment. What is the goal for your appointment? What kind of answers do you wish to get? 
Do you want to get a diagnosis? Do you want to see a specialist? Et cetera, et cetera. So write down all your goals for the appointment. So I know for myself, I just wanted to feel seen and heard. I wanted to feel comfortable. I wanted to get answers to my pain. I wanted to get an ultrasound just to see what was going on, make sure everything's looking normal. And so knowing what I wanted ahead of my appointment, so I went in and I asked, I would like to see a specialist, someone who specializes in women's health. I would like to get an ultrasound to see what's going on. I haven't been feeling right for a while. And I know it's important to get these things checked up on, especially as someone who identifies as a woman and a female, and I would like to have kids in the future. So for myself, checking up on my reproductive organs is very important for future fertility aspects. So voiced my concerns, understood what I wanted to achieve at the end of the appointment, and then I left with a requisition for an ultrasound and then got the ultrasound, got the blood work, and it turns out that there were four things that were off. So a couple things on my blood work and then a couple things in the ultrasound. So then luckily I have a really great doctor who said, you know what, since there were a couple things off on the ultrasound, we just want to get another picture just to see what's actually going on. So she's actually sending me to a gynecologist to get another very specific type of ultrasound. So essentially, Writing down the outcomes that you want to achieve in the appointment will really help you get clear and specific on the types of questions that you want to ask as well. Number 13, be specific and direct with your requests. So this ties in with basically a lot and everything mentioned above, like asking questions, taking notes, not settling for treatment you're not comfortable with, and so on. So with that, be as specific as possible and direct with your requests. Number 14. If you feel like you are being dismissed and the appointment is not going the way that you had hoped it would, ask them how they've ruled out specific conditions and get them to write it all down in your records. So this one's a bit more specific, but you can ask your doctor to document everything. So if they refuse to treat something, so if you have a specific reasonable request, that's very important. If you have a reasonable request, and the doctor is refusing to treat it, but you feel like it would really, really help you, then just ask them to document that. Ask them for a differential diagnosis as well. That can be really, really helpful just to help them walk you through what their thought process is, and then it helps them as well to go through step-by-step. Step. This is all part in playing an active role in your health. Having them explain things to you will help you understand and will also help them to understand as they're walking step by step. So it helps everybody just think through everything a bit more clearly. And for the final tip, my favorite is to have a healthcare team. So I personally think this is essential for a variety of reasons to have a multitude of practitioners. A healthcare team is so important because one person can't do everything. There's a time and a place for everything, a time and a place for surgery, if herbs, if that's something you believe in like myself, time and a place for supplements, for medications, different things like that. 
Your doctor isn't going to be an expert in nutrition or herbs, so maybe you seek out a nutritionist or a naturopathic doctor. Maybe with the injuries from a car accident, you need a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, osteopath, or a massage therapist. Maybe a pelvic floor physiotherapist is the key to helping you post-birth. There are so, so, so many practitioners out there who do so many things. So I personally have found it helpful. My clients find it helpful. Most people that I speak to find it helpful to have a healthcare team. So have your primary care physician for checkups and your annuals and your blood work. But maybe you want a supporting naturopathic doctor who can take an hour to walk you through your blood work results so you can understand what's normal and what's optimal. Maybe you need a nutritionist or a dietitian to help you understand how to eat healthy for longevity or weight loss or hormones. And, you know, maybe you need a massage therapist, physiotherapist, chiropractor, osteopath for different aches and pains and different things in your body. Maybe you need an herbalist or traditional Chinese medicine, or maybe you need acupuncture or cupping. So try it out, see what works best for you, and having that team that all works together so you can feel the very, very best that you can possibly feel. So with that being said, I hope that these 15 tips will help you for your next doctor's appointment so you can be a better advocate for yourself and your health at your next appointment. And thank you again to Abby who reached out to me on Instagram to create this episode. And I hope that everyone learns a lot who's listening. Again, if you have any specific questions, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Nutrition Moderation. I'm also online at NutritionModeration.com, on TikTok at Nutrition Moderation, and email hello at NutritionModeration.com. And of course, this podcast has tons of free resources, all my best tips and tricks, all the best guests. So definitely subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, write a review and give a rating on Apple. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk with you very, very soon.